0: Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate podcast.
1: What's up? What are we? Episode seven. Episode seven. Two we day. got we got we got the rabbit, Mr. Rob Pitts, in the house. This will be. What's a, going on? I'm happy to be here. I'm just excited.
2: This will be a fun one. This is uh, kind of out of our box compared to the guests that we've had, but I think it'll all be relevant. A lot yeah, of this that's will, true. This will be a lot of storytelling, a lot of sales training.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: so stories. little
1: little intro for for.
0: Rob, VinWiki superstar, storyteller, right? But yeah, we got about, about 150 million views on there. Yeah. So that's done pretty good the last couple of years.
1: Has his own YouTube channel, uh, Rabbit Used Cars, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, sir. Which is doing mighty fine itself. Strolling along,
0: pretty decent. Radio show, Did Hot that. Rod and Happy Hour. Hot Rod's and Happy Hour. That's done well. And now a new TV show, right? Yeah, man. a new show for Netflix, and it'll be okay. in February. So, What's the name of that?
1: Tex-Mex Muscle. Tex-Mex Muscle. What's the what's Tex-mex the kind of vibe on that? Kind of the... Tex-Mex and Muscle. It's the bond flip. You're you, buying you, them you, in Mexico, bringing them across the state line. You
0: bring them across the border, and you know, we're doing some builds and doing some wild stuff. And, you well, know, we... <sighs> there's a lot of layers to this show, and I don't really want to throw out too, too much and, yep. and get in trouble, but... It's a little different spin on your typical car show. That's gotcha. what drew me to this whole project with it. So, you know, it's been about two and a half years in the making. Right so on. So it's really good to finally get this first season in the can. Cool. So we're going to get into a bunch of stuff.
1: We're going to get into, I'm serious, a little bit of radio, a little bit of YouTube. Yeah. A little bit of TV stuff. It's not the the ultimate car guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a hustler. Trust me. He's he. He's got all. He's got his hands on a little bit of everything. If it rolls and blows smoke out the back, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk. Let's, well, I guess we can get into this in a little bit, but let's talk TV. How
0: how did the how did the Netflix show come about? Can you talk about that? So did you shop that yourself? No, I didn't. Um, I'll be honest with you, So To tell you that story, I got to start with another story. Okay, we're, did, all, we're all about some stories. I did a pilot. Discovery Channel about seven years ago, and it was absolutely horrible. Like it was one of those things. Like, have you ever done something that you knew you were wrong right oh, yeah. when you were doing yep. it, and then you saw the finished product? Be like, yep, even worse. This is, yeah. this, this is bad.
1: Jared's been out with ladies.
0: Well, <laughs> don't even get me started on that. Don't even get me started on that. My my, my, my attorney already told me. He used to joke with me all the time. He said, you know, hey, cheer up. When I was getting my first divorce, he said, hey, we'll give you a third one for free. Uh, When I went back in the second time, he said, you know, I was just bullshitting about that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so uh, about seven years ago, I got a cold call. I got discovered in in Las Vegas at SEMA. Um, in the elevator of the Encore Hotel, L- love us. that,
1: love that place, love, love the
0: Encore. Yeah, you nice. Could, place. You can walk
1: to the show. That's the best part about it. That, that's the cool part. Yeah.
0: So we're, were you know, you got to think about it. we were staying on the sixty-third floor, so it's about a fifteen-minute elevator ride. So you make buddies, you know, when yeah, you're in the elevator. And uh, I was talking to this guy. And his name was Dorian Vinlov. I'm just a name the sticks out, you can definitely tell he's not from Pickens, South Carolina. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not maybe, maybe West Union, but not Pickens. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, moving on, he, he me and him talked, and he goes, yeah, I work for Discovery Channel and this, this, and this. Man, that's awesome, you know? And I guess a six-foot-tall, spiky, blonde hair guy that talks like the Marlboro Man kind of stuck out to him. <laughs> so he found me on social media, and uh, he actually found a picture of the diesel truck shop my family owns. <laughs> And he called the number that was on the sign on a Sunday. As luck would have it, it was like I drew the short straw that week to have the phone come to me.
1: You were working on Sunday.
0: Yeah, well, I was on the couch. But I was taking, I I I would answer the phone most of the time. Anyway, I got California calling. Hey, you know, truck shop, you know, whatever. He goes, you probably don't know me, but I remember you well. And I'm like... Okay, this, this could really go bad quick. And then, then he says Vegas. You're like, oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're breaking up, buddy. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Click. Gotta go. But um, anyway, he goes, hey, you know, we've got this TV show we're filming. You know, we, we, we sent this first one out. We kind of got mixed reviews. We want to, you know, just kind of step back and punt. And we really think you have what it takes to just give it a little a different vibe. And I was all excited about it. I mean, you know, think about it. Your car TV, people just put it in your mind. as yeah. the end all, be all. Then you do it and you realize it's not. But it's a, uh, we shot this pilot and it was horrible, horrible, horrible. It was just from the word go bad. Yeah. And and then luckily it never made it out of the building.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Was it, was it that bad because you didn't have your hands in it? A little,
0: you got to think about it. The concept is beat to death. Yeah. It was very generic. It was thrown together. I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. I wasn't happy with it. Um, and it was one of those things, man, it didn't take. Whew, yeah, thank, yeah. yeah, I'm so glad.
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you, and for those listening and watching, ooh,
0: easy. Um beer spoon.
1: I my little TV experience that I had. And I didn't know this was how this worked. The reason I kind of went down that path was because I wanted to experience what it, this was going to be all about, right? And so I didn't know this, but like discovering, they don't they don't create their own shows. No, no, pr- production
0: companies make the shows. Yeah
1: these these third party production companies they find the talent, they come up with the show idea, they get it all together, they create what they call a sizzle reel. And, and then they try to sell this to Discovery or whoever they want to try to sell it to. I had no idea that's how it that worked. So I got involved with some of these companies. And one of them was basically like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But we, we, what we want you to do is we don't want you to build cars. We want you to build furniture. And I'm like, <laughs> but I don't build furniture. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, and I'm like, how you can make a show about me burning furniture? I, lo- furniture? I,
0: lo- I love when people experience the same things I have with a production company. Yeah. Be like, so you build cars what do you think about lamps? Yeah.
1: Well, and they're like, I'm like, I don't even have, how are you going to have customers? Oh, we'll, we'll bring you customers. I'm like, I'm not interested. Uh-huh. So anyway, back, back. So, to-
0: but yes, and, and you got to understand a production company is the, the, the moral of the story They will tell you what you want to hear to a certain point. And then it's like, I'm not doing that. We're not doing this. We're, we're going a whole other direction. So anyway, that, that went out. And, uh, long story short, I'd be honest with you. I got to have burnout on it Um. Dumb luck, I fell in the radio not a year, year and a half later. Um, something that tickles me and, and something that I think a funny thing is um, I remember when we were doing the stuff for Discovery, and I remember the uh, I was all proud. We started the event company, Hot Rods and Happy I were doing car shows all over the southeast, and I was so proud of that name. I just loved it because it was catchy. Yeah, and I remember the people at Discovery saying you will never see that in mainstream anything because you might as well say drinking and driving. That's the... Worst name ever. Yeah, I never even thought about that until you said that. Well, so I got a story about that too. And I I thought that. I mean, I'm like, man, man, these guys know what's up. You know, I mean, like, whatever. So the funniest thing. Fast forward a year and a half later, I get this man that walks up to me. I'm making announcements at a car show, and he goes, "Damn, son, you got a set of pipes on you." He said, "You ever thought about doing radio?" This guy was the vice president of Intercom Radio Stations, Hmm. second largest radio company in the world. Yeah, and he goes. And I said, no. Two weeks later, I was on FM radio. But this is the thing that's crazy. He said, they were looking for a name. He said, man, that Hot Rod's and happy hour. I love it. It's catchy. It's all over the world now that <laughs> that name is. And I'm thinking to myself, drinking and driving. You'll yeah. never yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. I just exactly. want to call him up and be like, really?
1: So a little, a little bit on that. When I did your show, what, like maybe, what, two years? It's been before COVID, so it's, it's probably been
0: a while. That's about three years ago.
1: Yeah. I was on my way home from Greenville. I get pulled over. And so the cop comes up, where are you coming from, son? And I said, ah, oh, I was in Greenville. What you doing in Greenville? I was on a radio show. Oh, really? What was it called?
0: <laughs> Hot Rods and Heavy. <laughs> yeah, have- drinking <laughs> and driving. <Yeah. laughs> You've been drinking, boy. Yeah.
1: So, anyway. Say, boy. Did he, did he did say, you, well, he I know that squinting. show. <laughs> no. He, I know no, those guys. But I, after I said it, I was like, man, I probably, that's yeah. Hot <laughs> not the best that thing field. to say. Well,
0: what radio show was you on? Drinking and driving. Yeah. <laughs> but- so anyway, the radio show took off, but that's what run. My very first call-in guest was Ed Bullion from Vinwicky Okay. And this is before I knew what VenWiki was. I thought yeah. VinWiki was part of a woman's anatomy or something. I had no <laughs> idea what, what it even was. And, you know, Ed Bullion, you know, of course, he held the cannonball record forever. Yeah, in mm-hmm. the Mercedes. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, Ed's like an Atlanta legend. Yep. And, I mean, he was on the Today Show. And, like, I was mm-hmm. nervous. Like, it was like a big-time interview. And, I mean, I'm like, mm, about a month in radio. And so, you know, I was watching his interviews. He was doing on the cannonball and stuff. And I remember Matt Lauer uh-huh. interviewed him. And the questions he asked him were so dumb. You know, on the Today yeah. Show, but they yep. were dumb. He said, how do you prepare for such a grueling race across the country? So I asked Ed the same question. And then I finished it with, I would assume if you live in Atlanta and drive down 285 at any given time, that prepares you for the cannonball. Yes. He said, exactly.
1: That's the worst part of the cannonball right
0: there. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so he was talking about living in Atlanta and all this stuff. And it was so funny. And in and, and my Ed Bowling, Robert, you sound like an interesting guy. you know. And he said, you ought to come down to Atlanta. We've got a little project we're working on. you got to think about it. <laughs> VinWiki had 150,000 subs. <laughs> I'll have to send you this, this channel. <laughs> it had like <laughs> 150,000 subs. He had literally... I mean, I love you guys' place. I love what you've done yeah. with the place. But his original, where well, we filmed the original Wickies literally looked like a dungeon. It was straight up, like I was pretty sure that I was never going to see my mama again. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, you know, and it, Did it look as cool as it does now? Yeah. Now, the set looked the same, yeah. but the thing was, that was just a wall. Gotcha. The rest of it was straight up stranger danger yeah, all the way. concrete walls. It was and- a dark, like gloomy basement, you know? Yeah. And uh, and we did it at night. It was cold. Like, I remember you could see your breath. <laughs> and we would turn on like a propane heater so where what? it would bring the temperature up just a little bit and then turn it off.
1: And then the,
0: and then yeah, we'd like – noisy. A, you're on. <laughs> you got yeah. about a 12-minute video <laughs> yeah. before, before you see your breath again. You know? yeah So, and I remember that's where I recorded the eBay Outlaw video, the very first one. That was the very first video on VinWiki that hit a million. It was the very first one that hit 100,000 a day, very first uh, million views. And it's still at like the number four video yeah. on Venn period. But you know, and that was the thing that's where it all got started. But doing that, and now Venn has got 1.7 million subs now. Yeah. So I mean, they're doing Filming phenomenal. It. Yep. And, and but that's what and that's what got me to the TV thing. Of course, Ezra like, Rabbit, you need to launch your own channel. You know, and you you need to do this. Well, I thought about it for a little while, and we did, and yep. it took off. And I got a call, I actually got an email through Instagram from a production company, and the guy said, uh, we'd love to talk to you, and with a phone number, and really, it said, you know, Mac Pictures. He said, we'd love to talk to you, and uh, I called this guy up, and I said, hey, what's going on? And he goes, we love your rabbit character. I'm like, that's me. Yeah, that's not a character. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a person, mm-hmm. and um, he goes, well, either way. He said, you want to shoot a sizzle reel here in about a month, mm-hmm. two months, and I'm like, yeah, I could probably do something like that. And he told me a little bit about the show. So, long story short, we get there and he called me back two days later and said, Can you be in Lockney, Texas, which is probably the smallest town I've ever been in in my life? Lockney, Texas, on in the, three days. Is that on the border of Mexico or close? Um, no, it's actually about 100 miles south of Lubbock. It's not close to anything. Okay. It's a, uh, like, Lockney makes Walhalla look like Atlanta. Ah. It's, it's small. <laughs> That's my kind of town. It's it's very small. Except like, for there's probably nothing going on. It's probably like a no. desert. Well, and that's it's flat. Yeah. All it is is cotton fields and those windmill things everywhere. And a body shop, a rent to own furniture store, a burger stand, a liquor store, and a barbershop. The it. end. That's Lotney.
1: Barbershop and a liquor stores all in one. Population sixty-one
2: slash sixty. Somebody died. Earl left. Yeah. Or sixty-two, somebody got born.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Had a kid. Small town. Very and uh, we shot that sizzle reel. Um, it looked really cool. I got to see it, the finished product of it, and um, had a really interesting story with the sizzle reel, but I can't share that on radio, But or share that here. But um, very interesting time, to say the least, and uh, watching someone get arrested. That was kind of neat. And um, a well-known television person. Oh, arrested, really? Which, story for another time. Anyway, I don't know. So we shot that. It went great. COVID hit. Never heard another word. Mm -hmm. I thought, eh, it didn't make it, whatever. And I just kept doing what I was doing. Yeah. And uh, March of last year, I got a phone call from this production company and they said, hey, Rabbit, you ready to be a TV star? We sold it. It's gone. Yeah, it's a done deal. (laughs) And the only problem was because it had been so long that we lost some of the characters. Yeah. So they had to replace some people in it. Virtually everybody but me and one other guy got replaced. And now, it's a done deal. Like, it's literally, I've got to go to L.A. here in two weeks to do some just little pickup scenes. Right. But other than that, it's done. What's, so the, you, what's the name of it? Tex-Mex right. Muscle.
1: Tex-Mex Muscle. So what you've seen of that so far, are you pretty happy with it? I love it. Okay. I love That's it. awesome.
0: Love it. It's it's a very well shot. It's very, very well thought out, in my opinion. When's, as it as gonna, show. when's it supposed to air? Um, I'm thinking it's going to be February, late February, something like that. February on Netflix. Right. Yes. Rabbits just like just make me look cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. (laughs) Well, and it's it's so funny because you know I I was talking to a sponsor one time and and it blows their mind because so many people in this industry of YouTube I've met so many YouTube guys that were nothing like they seemed on camera. Yeah. I met radio guys that were nothing like they Mm -hmm. thought they'd be, and you meet these guys, and you know it's like they make car TV shows for people that look the part. They'll kind of fill in the blanks for the rest of it. Oh, it's like the music industry. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: That (laughs) Milli Vanilli thing's real. Oh, wow. That happens in TV too. Yeah, but you see what I'm getting at and it blows their mind. Like, I do this every day. You know, like, like, this is what I do. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, like, so now they're coming to me, asking me questions like, so like, would this really, I mean, can we do this? Is this, is this, would this does this look real? real? Right. Yeah. Is this is, I mean, like, like asking me, consulting me or for consulting on the show, which is kind of neat too, but yeah. definitely a fun project.
1: Well, that's good. At least they're not like telling you to do something that's not natural.
0: Exactly. It's like your show. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I and mean, we got a really talented bunch. We got a lot of big names on the show. Um, we've got. You know, just just a lot of cool stuff. Mike Corn from Gas Monkey Garage is on the show. Yeah. Um, the painter was on Gas Monkey for years. You know, just a really talented bunch. We had, you know, a great fabricator's name is Wes Sacri. Um Wes is super good. This dude, I mean, I know I got a fabricator table with me, so I got him speakeasy because I like Kyle. I might I might need something I don't, I don't claim to I might, be I might need something ticked up one day. Yeah. You're cool, Kyle. But yeah. this guy can literally take a sheet <laughs> he can take a piece of sheet metal. You can take a piece of shit mail make you a beach ball out of it in about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah? Like he's just that guy. Yeah. And um Kyle, you know, Kyle's gonna go home and get a beach ball. I'm, I'm making a beach ball when I get a beach I'll make you an even better beach ball. <laughs> but anyway, and I mean, and then we uh we got this really talented mechanic, her name is Jamie Hill. She actually owns a shop in Chicago and owns a taxi cab company, also. You go girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, so she's kind of a firecracker kind of attitude anyway. And I mean, she's like one of those chicks you don't want to make mad because you probably won't see your mama again. So what do we expect off the first episode? Give us kind of an elevator pitch of what the show entails and is about and looks like. Riding through rural Mexico, Juarez, things like that. You're going to see some really neat stuff that you've never seen on a car television show before, ever. And that's what I love about it, because, I mean, we shot in Juarez. Oh, you're buying old cartel stuff. Well, not necessarily. (laughs) Bringing it back. But, but, you know, you're going to see... How'd you finance this show is what I wanted. Exactly. Hey, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. So I hear that. You make it all that? You crack some eggs, okay? I heard that. But it's <laughs> like, hey, hey, but did we make a TV show? Yes, this is we what I'm did. At the the end. Yeah. No one asked about I ethics this in this. You I know, love this guy. Keep in mind, you're talking to a glorified used car salesman. Sure. Yeah.
2: So you pick up old cars out of Mexico, you and bring them to the US,
0: rebuild them, and sell them, and I sell them on the other side. Ray show. great concept, do a lot of cars. We're doing over 12 builds in eight episodes, which yes. is phenomenal. I like, that's intense. I like that it's different. And it keeps it hopping. And keep in mind, these are like 35 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot going on you in bet. these episodes. You bet.
1: Okay, so in real time, how long does it take to do one of those builds? A week? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks.
0: <laughs> so, I got to call my local body booking. shop. Yeah, well, and yeah. then you guys they are- take forever. You now, guys keep are probably in mind, there's done. also 50 people on the floor helping. Yeah. You know, and
1: uh, you probably got multiple multiples going on at the same time, right? Oh,
0: of course. Yeah, and different shifts, and and, yeah, yeah. and it's 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 definitely a well well machine. Yeah,
1: on, t- on TV, you see like five guys,
0: oh, and no then doubt, no soon doubt. the camera
1: goes it's off. A, like, there's 35 behind them. Yeah. No, you know? no, no, I All saw right. an interview with Mark really
2: Cuban talking about Shark Tank, and he was like, "What you don't see is 300 people is on the set of Shark Tank."
1: Yeah. And
0: oh yeah.
2: And these pitches take an hour, sometimes maybe two. So when I look at somebody and say. You got 10 seconds, let me know. I've already listened for two hours. My mind's already made up. <laughs> they're either going to commit or they're not. Yeah. So it's like,
1: oh. Okay. So that's why he seems so dry. Yeah, well, I Like, think as soon as they do the pitch, them, he's right. like, I like it, but I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. because yeah. so yeah, he's right. already heard it for that's two right. hours. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So,
2: so, same thing in, in your I, world. I'm and bleeding I, from my ears. Stop. Yeah. yeah. And then, I like, shows like Counting Cars. All these rea- reality shows. Yeah. I got a buddy in this industry. Uh, they do ghost hunts. Yeah. And uh, he was like. You know, you see, what? you see me and Chris under under a house with a camera. What you don't see is there's five guys holding cables. It, exactly, You got a guy sound holding man. a light, another guy holding a microphone. Like I'm not in
1: under the house alone. Yeah, you know, well, there's like ten of us under there. The scariest part is there's that many people around. Yeah.
0: Well, but, the, but I will tell you what's crazy too is like you'll see, like you watch a TV show and you watch somebody walk into somebody's house or walk up to somebody's house at the door. And they open the door like, there's cameras there. But they're like, hey, bud, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like, this wasn't prompt. That would never happen. Exactly. What the First thing you? you're going to say is, hell with you, what's the deal with the camera crew, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Why, why is there a boom mic in my face? Yeah. You know, yeah. pimp my ride. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had no clue. Are you <laughs> saying Exhibit really didn't just stop by and see everybody? <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs>
2: they showed some of those cars after the build. Like, oh. where are those cars now? They're one car on Trash. fire. Yeah. You know, like, it was,
0: it was quick. Well, you
1: know, I, I'm sure that I equate those cars to like, I don't want to say SEMA cars, but like, I guarantee you, you start, you start opening the doors and looking
0: inside, they're not finished. Oh, uh, well, yeah. there's a lot. You know, keep in mind the camera hides a lot. Yeah. A sure. lot. Oh, I know. And and sure. I, I play that game all the time. Welcome to my world. Yep. But this is <laughs> a, uh, but, you know, but the other thing you got to think about with car TV and things like that is, is, you know, these things are built and then they go and it is, it's a small miracle in itself. These things get built like they do. Yeah. But they're not quite dialed in. They're not quite 100%. It's just like, you know, like the SEMA builds that yep. you're talking about. You know, you know how many SEMA cars I've looked at that were absolutely gorgeous sitting there, not a wire in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just sitting there laid out well, on the floor, you know? And
1: it's you see both. you see both worlds. You see some that are totally done. And oh, yeah. like pristine, perfect. They're the, smart. Ones, they're the ones that win the Riddlers and the, the the awards that go with it, right? But then there's the other half of them that's like the lipstick is just good enough to put it on the floor. We roll, up,
0: we pushed it in here. Yeah,
1: you don't let nobody else see nothing. They got a they got a name for it. It's called a Bluetooth drive shaft. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It ain't you couldn't crank it up and drive it because it won't hold. That's
2: the, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Rob, do you get into in the episodes that you've filmed already or what
0: they're about to release? Where Rabbit came from? No, Well, a little bit. We touch on it. And uh, you keep in mind, you know, you couldn't give the uh It's a family the show. Full- <laughs> you can't talk about the rabbit. It's a family show. It's a family story. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to I know where the nickname Rabbit came from. You want to know where the nickname Rabbit I came wanna from? I want to know. So, all right. I was probably banned from eBay in 2005. And it's a very small group of us that, that can't come back ever from eBay. <laughs> and uh matter of fact my personalized plate is banned for life that's a story in itself how i got away with that but (laughs) state of south carolina got a really really good description
2: oh
0: i might have led them astray but (laughs) (laughs) a fib could have been told but (laughs) i got my tag that's all that matters that's all matters i delivered that's it that's right so anyway quick story um Got to think about it. so. Two thousand five, uh, actually September of two thousand five, was permanently banned from eBay. And um, I got, and you know, I used to joke around with people all the time and said, you know, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go out and find a phone number for eBay. Find me the street address. They sent me a seventeen-page certified letter. They didn't send me a dirty email. A seventeen-page certified letter saying why I can't come back uh-huh. ever. And uh, so anyway, you know, so here I am down now. And keep, keep in mind, I had a Pretty good hustle going then. You know, I did five years. And so I went from that to working at D&D Ford in Greer, South Carolina. I got a job there, and I was Robert Pitts. You know, this is pre-Rabbit. Yeah. And I'm sitting there my very first day, and I'll never forget the salesman that was there was talking about their best salesman sold nine cars a month.
1: Your D&D
0: was a smaller Ford dealership. Yeah, So How'd he eat? <laughs> Raymond Noodles. That's yeah, true. Very lightly. Sure. <laughs> Think about the worst salesman. He wasn't overweight, that's for sure. But anyway, so moving on. We um and I remember forget the guy that was training me. Now keep in mind I've been in car salesman literally since I was driving a car. But, you know, I walked onto this new car, lot, like, nobody knew me from Adam's house cat. And I'll never forget the guy that was training me had to leave early to get a title loan on his truck so he can make his mortgage. Oh Lord! So we we know he's doing okay. (laughs) And um, so I started and I started working. And I tell this side. This is another little part of the story. But you gotta keep in mind that you know I was 25 years old at the time. I made phenomenal money and I spent money like it had an expiration date. And I mean, I learned a valuable lesson. That that you know, just because you have it, don't necessarily mean you need to spend it. Right, and um, and that's a story for another time. But anyway, so I went to work at this Ford place, and I was broke. I was broke as a joke. I Had a brand new car that was paid for, but I was hammer broke. And I remember that salesman before he left. You know, every dealership's got their their protocol for paperwork. You know, the you know the. Customer survey, a.k.a. a credit app. You know what I'm saying? All these things. Yeah. And everything you send basically to F&I, send them to the finance office. Mm-hmm. So I stapled all those together in a manila folder. That way, like, I could go through and pull them all out and make another little kit if I needed to. And I'm over here filling out my, he left, and I'm filling out my little business cards, writing my name on them. And right there, filling them in. And I walk out on the sales floor, and I met a guy named Gary. And Gary owned a really large construction company. And uh, we hit it off. I sold him nine cars in one day. <laughs> um, actually I sold him eight in one day and one that morning he picked up you he beat won. the dealership record yeah. in, a day. in a day in my very first day there but this was the craziest part is you know I was the name part of this is so every dealership has got a dry erase board salesman's mm-hmm. name when you sell something mm-hmm. salesman's name stock number trade in whatever well the guy that owned d 4 and he's passed out his name was George Davenport his son runs mm-hmm. it now but George I've never met the guy. I was hired by a sales manager. George Davenport was an ex Golden Glove boxer. This poor old man was probably 65, 70 years old at the time, been hitting the head numerous times. Yeah. Mush mouth, cauliflower ear, every ailment an old boxer could have. He had it. Big stocky guy. I'm talking like that right So, anyway, he walks in wearing a suit, a pinstripe suit, and I'm running back and forth. You got to think about it. You sent nine cars out of, or eight cars out of that building in an afternoon. You sell two cars a day, you're moving pretty good. Yeah. You sell eight, I'm running and I'm new. So, anyway, I'll never forget, we wrote all this stuff on this dry race board. And I wrote Robert up there so many times, I filled the damn board up. And yep. I was just writing it up, it was just sloppy. And he walks in, he goes, Who the hell is this rabbit guy? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know who he is, but he sells a lot of cars. He was well, needless hopping say, around <laughs> everywhere. Exactly. He was hopping everywhere. So, needless to say, the next morning in the sales meeting, you know, you, holy. you, you not know, yeah. rabbit. Well, and I walked out to my little glass front office, you know, the the, the little cubicle with the mm-hmm. glass front, and the guy that marked the windshields robbed the rabbit pits after that. And that's that just it. That Every it. time I walk into D&D Ford, rabbit. Yep. And it just went
2: from there. That's it's awesome. I think everybody ought to work at a car dealership. I yeah. mean, there is so much yeah. to learn from hard work, hustling, customer service. Yeah. Sales. I
1: will tell you this: when I go to buy, I hate buying cars. New cars, or not new, but like new, like dealership cars. Let's put it like that. I hate buying dealership cars because you know I've had a bunch of salesman experiences that I could, -hmm. I I wish I could forget. But now it seems like they're a lot lazier than they used to be, and I I don't know if that's because they're trying to not be that guy. But I think you could still do really well selling cars and
0: not be that guy. I want you to be that guy. I mean, come on. I mean, this is a thing. Work for it. I get mad when I get a lazy salesman. Like, I want to I'm smack the yeah. shit out of him. I'm just like, you know, you need a role model. Yeah. You know, like, sell me something. The bad
1: the thing there. is when you know, like, I go in those places, I know I'm going to buy. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I go in there and tell them, look, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. I'm ready to buy today. And then they won't come see. It's like, they disappear. Like, what the hell?
0: So, sorry, I got a phone call. Yeah. What? You know, or, you know, hey, that's yep. my lunch. I'm just going to let someone else take care of it. What? Are do you, are you kidding? Me, I mean. Yep. And that's what you have today, which is crazy. They're test drive monitors. That's what they You're have. right. You're right. And, and there's no other
2: industry that I know of that has turnover like a dealership. Oh, Lord. Yes. None. Nobody
0: stays anywhere mm. very long. Is that because long. of the hours, though? Um, the hours, and there's always a better deal if you're a good salesman, you will be headed there's on blood it. in the water. So, that everybody's I gonna come you. at you want to offer you a little better because you usually paid on percentage. So, you know, if you're getting 35% here, I'll give you 38% if you come on down here to the Dodge store with and, a sign on bonus and a or, company car, you. or we'll do you know, we'll make you the general manager. Mm-hmm. And usually, if you're a good salesman, you're gonna be bouncing off somewhere yeah. else. So, how long did you do that? I did it for. Fourteen months.
1: Fourteen months. Did you go here.
0: somewhere else or you just did your own thing? I actually left there and uh, I went to, I actually took over uh, my dad, my the diesel diesel truck shop I was yeah. talking about. I took that over because I did all the office stuff there because I'm not a mechanic. I'm, I, mean, I know what it takes and I can do a lot of things and I've seen a lot of things, but I'm not a mechanic. It's like my dad told me. My dad's a second generation mechanic and I, my father could fix anything. But... Including a broken heart, Now, that's the story for another time too. Yeah. But this is the thing that's crazy: is I'd never forget. I was working in the truck shop. I was like 20 years old, and I was helping out. And I mean, keep in mind, you know, this is right when I started selling cars online. And my, I remember my dad said, "Son, you just ain't cut out for this." Like, like you, you know what I mean? Like, like you broke his heart yeah. to tell me that. I think, but it was fun. And, and I mean, and it, it working the office side of it, Thank I you, got Johnson. to learn. I got to learn the business end of things. Right. So that really opened my eyes to a lot more things. And I love and I'll be honest with you, you know, you know, we always talk about car sales. And, and that's been a big point in my life. I owned a sign shop. You know, I mean, I've done so many things yeah. over the years. Business is business. Hustling. And it's that hustle. It's that hustle mentality. And, you know, you hear about all this quiet quitting bullshit now. And this, I, that drives me insane. Yep, Basically, it's just slack. I mean, and and it drives me crazy. I'm, I'm very, I'm very laid back. I'm very casual. I'll, I love to laugh. I love to do anything, but I love to work. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I get up every day. That's, that's us. I too. enjoy working. Like, I, mean, I feel weird when I don't. Work.
1: Yeah, if we ain't, if we're not getting into something new, doing something new, or trying to grow something that's already existing, we we get bored. And we get you know right. we get complete- You know I, know, I guess we get. That was the right word, complacent. Complacent. Yeah. We're the happiest when we're... Sorry, here. I
0: was in with the source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I remember actually... Um, I seen you at two events before I even, before I even knew or met you. Um, I seen you... Well, you, you used to do pits. That coaster doesn't like <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, you used I to do pits. my money back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Used you to didn't do You Used to do ponies in the Smokies, right? Yeah, we still do. Still do. The event company. I don't. Well, I don't do them anymore. Yeah. Right. But the event company. I was so out I there. seen, still and does.
1: maybe you weren't there. I don't know at the time, but I know that you that y- y- y'all were there. And then I there was a barber shop that used to do car shows in Greenville.
0: Yep. Then downtown.
1: Yeah. Right and there
0: off of uh, uh, Stone Avenue.
1: Yeah, that was a cool place. It was a barbershop and in an old gas station. Mm-hmm. And then they do big once a year. They do big grand opening type car shows and whatever and I think y'all were there too at yep. the time, so we were there for
0: that um, I was actually there there for that and I was there for the first two ponies in the smokies I haven't gone to the last you know last, last year company. obviously I wasn't there but yeah. the um, you know that's and that's the fun thing about this I mean I, I love the car show business you know like I said you know with the vent company and the sign shop and you know, I joke around with people all the time. And they say, "Well, you got this little event coming. Why do you want to mess around putting on car shows?" Because I want my customers to have somewhere to go. That's job security with these things. That's, That's right. right. That's right. So, well, it's know.
1: networking. We talk about that all the time. Like the more you know, the better off you'll be. Well, you more know, people, you shake know. hands. I mean, well, yeah, you, shake you, hands.
0: You know, a lot of people in the car community, and I mean, you know, you got these guys that want to sell a collector car. Or they got a relative that passed, or something like they want to sell a collector car. Hey, let's go talk to this rabbit guy. See it's yeah. worth. You know, even if we can't put a deal together, I'll try to do what I can to help them point them in the right direction. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So let's uh, let's take a quick break, pay a couple bills. I want to hear you, I want to hear your 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 best car story. Mm. Maybe that's the Vinwiki that people haven't heard or whatever it is. Think on that. I'll have to think on. This. Yeah. There's
0: a lot of things that run in my mind. I'm sure you got a good and incriminating one. Incriminating things though. I got to be careful. <laughs> Stay tuned. Are you looking for the perfect vacation spot for your next adventure? Whether it's hiking beautiful waterfalls,
2: mountain biking Stump House Park, wake surfing on Lake Kiwi, or jamming at your favorite
0: concert. Megan Ketterman with Oconee Hospitality has beautiful homes available for short-term rental in Oconee County, South Carolina. Contact Megan today to book your next vacation stay at www.oconeehospitality.com. Are you looking to make Lake Kiwi your destination? Work with local licensed expert, Rhea Land-Smith, your certified resort and second home specialist at Lake Kiwi Real Estate. Servicing buyers and sellers since 2013, Rhea is your local expert helping you navigate the real estate waters of Kiwi. Let Rhea make your life a vacation. Call 864-710-9547. And remember,
2: Land is her middle name. We're back.
0: Thank you. We got uh, We got all,
1: We have all kinds of footage. Rabbit in the break today. that we oh, probably no, no. won't ever be able to use. It's awesome. <laughs> if anyway. You know what? In
0: radio, the best parts were never. Heard. No, we'll do. Yeah,
1: we'll, right. we'll snippet those and put them on Instagram. So if you want to hear the. <laughs> oh, God. If you want to <laughs> hear not. the incriminating Well, not, details. All, not all of it, just like go. the Mary Kay part. That was If hilarious. you want to see. You wanna, what do they call that?
2: The B-reel. B- it's called yep. B-reel. No,
1: it's what do they call the. Uh, B-reel. No, B-reel is actually used.
0: Yeah, you use B-roll.
2: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Anyway, if you want to see the uncut, the stuff that hit, yes, we got we got some good, good uh, rabbit stuff. So go check out the Instagram. I'll uh, I'll snip it up and put it on there.
0: So you know, you guys. I mean, there's so many fun stories. Uh, probably. So you drive a Dodge truck. I do. And you know, I thought better of you till I saw that. but Give, anyway, it, give
1: it to me. <laughs>
0: bless bless <laughs> your heart. <laughs> We're praying for you. But so when I worked at the Ford place, uh, a funny story about a Dodge truck. Um, and trying to make the deal. Keep in mind that hustle. Yeah. You know, we're talking about salesmen now not having that drive, not having anything. you are just kind of standing around with their khakis playing on Mm -hmm. Instagram. So this is my thing. So I'm at the Ford place, and the thing is I worked in new car sales, but I could go down the hill and play in used cars if we were slow. So I'd run down the hill, and I would work with them, you know, things like that. Yeah. So um, I'll never forget a guy pulls up, in this ratty old Chevrolet truck. I mean, it's probably a 90 model. And this is 2005, six. But he pulls up like a 90 model Chevrolet truck full of bricks. Yeah. A wheelbarrow in the back. I mean, quarter, I mean, literally, this bedside's rusted, rockers are rusted, just covered in red mud, mismatched tires. Ratchet truck strap
1: is, hanging on the oh, on the wheel wheels or something. Oh, it's squatted. You yeah. know, in the
0: back, it's got a load of bricks in the back of it. And this guy gets out and he's covered in, in mortar. You know, and he's a brick mason. Yeah, I yeah, trade. yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes, I was looking online and you guys have a Dodge 2500. And I said, charcoal gray right down the hill. So let me show it to you. So we hop on the golf cart ride right down the hill and we look at it. And this guy was probably 22, 23 years old, younger guy. And he sits down in my office. He says, man, I love it. And we zipped it up the road and we get back to my office. So, and he's in love. And uh, we took it in on trade on new 250 or whatever. But, um, so we're sitting there and of course we run his credit and it's not even remotely there. Mr. No, probably, bueno. it was probably back then. It was probably 40,000 bucks, but he, um, <clears throat> and I said, well, how about you, you young guy, you know, you might need a little help. I said, how about your dad? He goes, you know, my dad would co-sign with me. And I said, well, let's get old dad on the phone. You know, it's like a Wednesday afternoon. That's a salesman right there. I said, let's get dad on the phone. So we got talking to dad. Dad said, well, hell, I'm about to go on my lunch break. I said, why don't you come on down and look at this new Dodge truck your son's about to buy. He comes down, we run dad's credit. Still not enough. He's about 50 points above his son. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to... uh and I'm over here thinking like I, I know just, these guys. I yeah. just wasted two hours on this guy. You know what I'm thinking about? How about your uncle. You know what your uncle doing? Oh, we got a military discount. You got anybody? In the, you been in the military? Boy Scouts. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll take Boy Scouts to military. Do you, no. do you know? Do you know? Do you know your mailman's name? You know that, that works. You know whatever. And did you play with GI Joes as a kid? Yeah. Did you ever watch the cartoon? Check. Yeah, military discount. Yeah. Check. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um... <laughs> The (laughs) story, killing, killing the ethics of sales, (laughs) one story at a time. (laughs) But anyway, moving on. Um, So, you know, we're sitting there, Dad. We struck out with, and and Dad, we could swing it, but his payments were going to be literally super high. We were going to have to finance it through the Bank of Satan to make it work. (laughs) And um, and you know, and every new car dealership has. You Know you got your A lenders, you got your B lenders, yep. and you got the mafia super you know, high but, risk, it's 25%. <laughs> yeah, they break your legs if you're late, that's those right. kind of guys. Yep. And uh, you know, to, to, hell, to <laughs> hell with your credit score, they're going to end your life, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um, Guido is going to come see you, that's right. For your <laughs> yeah, he's going to break your legs where they uh, don't mend back easily, oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So, you know, and this kid's payments were going to be astronomical if dad just signed on it. We couldn't even put him on the note. That's how bad it was. So we got to thinking. I said, is there anybody? I said, Mom. He said, no, Mom's been out of work for a long time. That's not going to work. And I started thinking. He goes, my grandma. And I said, and keep in mind, this is a lifted Dodge 2500 four-wheel drive. It's yeah. a beautiful truck. I mean, I think it had like 10,000 miles on it. And he goes, he said, but my grandma don't drive. And I said, well, you ain't got to drive to buy a car. You know that. And he goes, well, we can go see her. I said, damn right, let's go see her. So we hop in this Dodge truck. And he said, she's right down the road. Okay. Well, I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. And he's telling me, you know, where to go and, you know, this. And he's all excited. He's telling me about, you know, starting out doing you know, masonry work and whatnot. And ten by about his little girlfriend. He's engaged and all this stuff. True love. And just loving it, you know. So we're riding down the road. He's like, take a left here, you take, take a right, right there, here. and all this stuff. And literally, we turn right next to a cemetery. And I'm like, whoa, too far gone. We can't make. We can't use her.
1: you but know? so we <laughs> drive
0: past the cemetery, and we turn into a nursing home. I kid you not. My right hand to Jesus Himself. I drove that 2500 Dodge long bed four wheel drive truck with the Cummins into a like Southern something. that's a not a cemetery, but a uh, yeah, old I'm, folks home. Cl- close enough. I took my manila, I hopped out of that thing, floor shimes, literally dressed like a Southern Baptist preacher. (laughs) Jump out, and I grabbed my manila folder and my Blackberry, this is pre-iPhone. Yeah. And I walk in, and we sat at the lunch table and filled out the credit app with his probably 90-year-old grandmother. She in a wheelchair? No, she wasn't in a wheelchair. She was walking. So we fill out the paperwork. She's, She's like, said, sure, sign me up. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Don't. <laughs> so we, we get her filled out. I'm thinking like, why I'm going to hell. you know? You know this is, <laughs> but I'm filling this out. And she goes, but there's one thing. If I'm going to sign for this, she said, I want to ride in it. Yeah. And this little four foot tall, four foot 11 lady, you know, was kind of hunched over. She has a walker. She walks out to the truck. And I helped her get in the truck thinking, yeah. Like, I'm going to have to answer for this. <laughs> and she so. rides it, and I drove her around the parking lot in this truck. She goes, This is nice. I said, Just think about them grandbabies going to be riding the backseat of oh, this Lord. thing. And That's when the salesman stuff. kicks in. All this stuff. I said, Think about your son. I said, You talk about selling those big masonry jobs, They're big brick jobs. You come pull up a nice truck like this. This guy's got it figured mm-hmm. out. I said, the whole thing he's got. So, anyway, so back to it. He was going to trade his truck in. I never forget, I called the used car manager. He drove by. This is how rough his truck was. He drove by with a golf cart. And he calls me on my phone, on my cell phone. And he says, We'll give him 500 bucks for that truck if he throws the wheelbarrow in. Yeah. So that's yeah. a wholesale truck yeah. all day long. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's just going straight to the back. Yep. And uh, so, anyway, so we got grandma's paperwork. Well, at the time, I already texted everything to my sales manager on my Blackberry, on my QWERTY keyboard. So literally he, he's running it he's running it while well, we're on the way back yeah we walk in and you know we used to have a thing thumbs up thumbs down kind of eh you know whatever and I walk in and he's shaking his head I'm like Jesus anybody in this damn family got credit you know <laughs> he walks in he said you're the luckiest son of a bitch I ever seen
1: nine nine hundred eight forty five yeah. <laughs> I said
0: man we're selling a truck sign today sign him up we never even negotiated on the truck he was just so worried about getting financed. finance we never did anything full price At full price negotiated it out. He rolled out of it. He paid that truck off. I do know that. actually bumped into him a few years later. He still had
1: it. He didn't let grandma, he didn't, he didn't hang grandma with him. it.
0: Yeah, he didn't hang grandma with it. But, you know, and, and then the next day we had a very stern talking to in the sales meeting about straw deals. But, <laughs> you know I, what, I guarantee that what you that's that called? was a hot topic for that dealership at that time. Oh yeah. And it was like, what's now, a straw deal? Straw deals when you basically you sell a truck to somebody but you use somebody else's name to actually sell it. Ah, uh, or, you know, it's in someone yeah. else's name that's not, like, Lit. living with them relatives. Yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, you know, and it's like, you're telling me this 94-year-old lady bought- A Dodge three-quarter Diesel. Three-quarter ton four-wheel drive with a six-inch lift. Yeah. You know, yep, she's spry. Sure she did. She
1: rode in it, and I'm telling you she bought it. I watched her sit <laughs> in it,
0: you know? And, 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 you know, so you know, that, that was always the grandma's got credit story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one funny one. You know, like I said, you we know, were talking about off the air about the Mary Kay thing and the Cadillacs. You know, I love Cadillacs. So I've always been a Cadillac guy, and I used to joke around. I dated this girl for a long time, and mm-hmm. we're still good friends. I've known her since I was seven years old, and we dated off and on for about eight years. And you know, I never forget. She she drove Nissans, and everybody in her family drives Infinities. And you keep in mind when you're a salesman, you don't turn it off. Yeah, you're yeah. always that's a right. salesman, yep. even when you're not making money. That's just, right. know, I think that's in every business. Yeah. It is. You yeah. just mm-hmm. want you just want to make them go your way. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to convince them you're right. And she had a Nissan Rogue, like a little SUV thing. And, I mean, it was a decent car. And she said, I think I'm we'll gonna get me a new Rogue. And I'm like, okay, let's go look at them, you know. And we went and looked at it. And, I mean, it's okay. It's just kind of, yeah, eh, whatever. And uh, it was brand new. And she says, I really like this. And I said, can I show you a car and you give me your honest opinion of it? And she goes, why? So I said, because I don't want you to buy this. And she said, why is that so? Because I'm tired of people thinking I'm sleeping with my cleaning lady when you come over to my house. <laughs> the I'm Nissan Rogue. The Nissan sitting in my driveway. Yeah. And I said, we got a little, little bit of a rep over here in the old mill states, You know, let's, let's, let's keep it up. So anyway, so I took her to Kevin Whitaker Chevrolet, and she tested her a Cadillac SUV, and she loved it. She said, man, this thing's nice and all this stuff. And we got the deal. And I'll be honest with you, it was like $3,000 more than the Nissan and the Rogue. And she's like, I don't know. It's a little bit more. And I said, Brooke, Listen. And I just sat her down and just had that little, put my arm around her speech. Keep in mind, I'm making not a dollar off of this deal. Yeah, And I told her, I said, listen, I said, you know, you don't have a car payment now. Obviously, you're trading a car and you're going to have a car payment regardless. And I said, would you mm-hmm. rather be making a payment on something that is a good car or would you rather make a payment on something you love? Yeah. And this is the next thing. And I said, you know, when somebody describes the best of something, do they say it's the Nissan or something? They say it's, it's the, the Toyota, it's the Cadillac yeah. or something. And then I said, I got another one for you. I said, when you're eating a pack of crackers at lunch, in your car, at work, because you're trying to save money to make that car payment, do you want to look at a Nissan emblem and a vinyl steering wheel, or do you want to look at a wood grain wrap wheel with a six-duck yeah, emblem in right. the middle of that's it. Right. You know,
1: the thing is, though, what you're talking about right now, I agree with in all aspects of life. There's a future in your front. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean fake it till you make it. I'll give you a scenario that I kind of went through growing up was like, I remember when I was in high school playing football, Jerry Rice from the 49ers was my guy. He always said, the better you look, the better you play. And I used to take it at the heart. Mm-hmm. And so every day, game day, like the laces were perfect. Yep. The socks, were everything was perfect. Everybody else, willy-nilly, put their pads on, go yeah. out there on the field. But I always felt like, I think that's true for business too. You show up- 100%. Yes, you show up and you're decked, and you feel confident what you're doing,
0: everything's going to be better. Okay, so the same aspect, and this is something crazy. There's 40 million vultures that do exactly what I do, selling collector cars. Selling them out of their backyard, and they take pictures in the church parking lot or, you know, whatever. I've got a 1,200-square-foot flying a gas station built inside my building that we take pictures in front of. Gas pumps, everything. Why'd you do all that? Brings it up a because level. It's that, per- but it's that boutique. It's, like, it it's is. that special right. shopping experience. You're selling the sizzle, not sell the steak. That's it, exactly right. It lets you sell it for extra two, three thousand bucks. Well, this right? is the thing. I could park anything in front of that. It's instantly yeah. just cool. Yeah, just you're,
2: sitting there. You're right. So let's switch gears for a second. I want to talk about sales and um, the thought process thereof. Like so, when I got in the car industry, I don't know, late nineties. You were in the car industry. You <clears throat> I worked at a dealership. You did? Cars, yeah. So I worked for. I did not know that. I want to say in an Anderson, there on the Boulevard, was it Piedmont Honda? So I was knocking them out, knocking out some Hondas, and um, the general manager came to me and said, like, "Jared, we love you. I got letters of recommendations from like five customers saying you're you're good at what you do, and they'll they'll only buy from you." But yeah, you've had too many car wrecks and speeding tickets. <laughs> you're a liability. <loud laughs> Our insurance son. company said you can't even move it from the wash bay to the lot. <laughs>
1: You're done.
2: <laughs> you, I, I love you. So I can see. Good luck to you. So I went to. Uh,
1: they make you leave. Yeah, because I can see Jerry being the salesman. Like, yeah. Let's do a test drive, but hold on one second. Hold yeah. on. Let me, Let me go somebody. get somebody.
2: Yeah. But uh, so I went to Hendrick, yeah. Hendrick Motorsports, are, uh, there in Easley. and same thing because I already was learning Hondas. But what I learned in both dealerships was Grant Cardone at that time. Yeah, was the car guy. Yeah, he was. He was the coffees for closers. Like, don't pour your first cup, don't sit down, you know, go out there. And, like, they made us watch VHS tapes of Grant Cardone. But for two weeks before you ever put in front of a customer. I did
1: not know you sold cars.
2: Yeah, But, but my goal was not to sell cars. My goal was to sell cars only to get in the service lane. Yeah. Because I knew that there was more money in the service lane than there was on the front. If you were a good salesman, the service lane, not only did you not have to worry about weather, Right, you were always heated, you, and, but you had the opportunity to make—I mean, six digits. Yeah, and so a what service
1: s- lanes? That like selling? So it's a service rider. rider. It's a drive
2: lane service rider. Service rider. So when I went to service rider, um it was oh, I, I've got it. I've got low air in my tire. Can you pump? Yeah, but did you realize that you're sixty thousand miles up and you need a tire? Oh, barrel? I got you. Who's the guy? So when I bought my truck. Captain Upsell, there. Yeah. I made a killing. That how about it, those wiper blades? That, oh, yeah, point, yeah. Point
1: 0.3 so what you get this guy, right? You get a percentage on everything, huh? Oh, 100%. Upsell everything. Yep. So kind of kind of back up a little bit. He's talking about me being a Dodge guy. This is how I roll. I'm a Dodge guy if it's a diesel. If it has a diesel in it,
0: I'm a Dodge guy. No, you're a Cummins guy. It happens to be in a Dodge there truck.
1: You, there you go, because you will not catch me in a regular gas Dodge truck. If I'm going to drive a regular gas truck, it'd probably be a Chevrolet. Especially if it's like in the C10 area, you're definitely, yeah. definitely going to be a, Ch- a Chevrolet. Um, but then I'm also, you know, I own Ford vehicles too. So I'm like all the place. I think it has more to do with what it is in each particular set than, than the fact that I'm like a Dodge guy or whatever. Sure. So, Rob, anyway, hold on one second. So when I was, when I bought my truck, I bought it in Anderson at the Dodge place right there. And, um, uh, I knew what I wanted when I walked in there. I hate going to those dealerships. So anyway, I go through the process. I buy the truck. I go in there to talk to the finance guy. And he's trying to sell me on everything. Oh, you need this. You need that. And I'm looking. A protection. Extended warranty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm looking on his shelf and he's got like a picture of his new Corvette and whatever. And I'm like, did you just buy that? Yeah, it's my new Corvette. You know? And he's like, oh, you need this extended warranty. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, have you, ever had a, have you ever had a diesel truck? They have all kinds of electronic stuff on. And I'm like, dude, you obviously don't know
0: me. Have you thought about this protection plan? He that's pulls right. a pamphlet out.
1: Right. I'm like, no, I'm good. But that's how he made that money was, right. you know, the more he could sell, mm-hmm. and that... That's how he made his, let's talk so, about that new Corvette. Like working at the
0: Ford Place. I drove a new Corvette. I had a, I had a C6 Corvette in 2005. Working at the Ford Place? Working at the Ford Place. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I had to take it into the dealership because the door handles on them, they were like that touch, the first of the touch ones, you know? Yeah. And they gave trouble. And I remember raising hell to the service rider. I said, you know how many fucking Fords I got to sell to drive a Corvette? <laughs> and my thing is, I would drive, I would drive it, and they made me park on the side of the building. And, you know, I didn't want to drive. I hate, I, first of all, I didn't want to drive a Ford, so I didn't yeah. want them in my driveway, so I didn't take them home. And uh, so whenever somebody says, hey, Rob, what do you drive? I always point to the side of the dealership. There's always be like an F-150, be like, right there's mine. Then I get my red Corvette and go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So tell me what happened
2: in the 80s to the 90s of used car salesmen. Like, still to this day, people oh, I just got that used car salesman attitude, like, for a while, for a for a period in time, it was bad to be a used car. It was guy. a stigma. It was it yeah. was not It a good was a reputation like I that think a lot of people couldn't get a, get around, right? And it was just the same.
1: See, I personally think you can be an amazing salesperson, but
0: not be full of shit. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing, and I agree with that 100%. Lying has nothing to do with selling. Yeah, Being full shit has nothing to do with selling. This is the thing about being a salesman. Being a good salesman is being a people person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, there's different ways of doing it. If you like to watch your Grant Cardone videos or your, uh, you know, closure videos or all, you know, insert whoever's a sales motivational guy this week, you know, videos. But my thing is you can't, <laughs> so, right. te- you can't teach someone to sell. Yeah. It's either in you or it's not. Now you can give some that. tips. You can see some things, and everybody sells different. I did stand up comedy for seven years, so and something I learned. I would have never guessed. I, I didn't did. know that. So, that is great. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, and nothing big. I mean, it was just like holding yeah, wall just, bars and things like yeah, that yeah. Open mics. But sure. still, I did stand up comedy for seven years. But this is the thing, though, and I learned something. Well, I actually learned two things. One, with a face like this, you better make them laugh, and you're never going to get laid. Or, as two, the second thing is, if you can make somebody laugh, you can damn near make them do it. No anything. question. You're right, no and you're that's right. the thing. I mean, it releases, you know, all the good juices in the brain. Yeah. You got them laid back now. You yep. ain't that used car salesman. Oh man, this guy's hilarious. This old yeah. rabbit guy. He's a character, man. Mm-hmm. He's a card. You need to go over see this guy. This thing's cool. He in a yeah. way he's going to lie to me. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's got to be right. all right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You evil laugh. All right. Yeah. Sign
2: right here. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, it was, uh, it was, in such. So, two things I know about a car dealership highest turnover rate in any industry, yeah. and one of the most cutthroat businesses that you can be in, oh, if you're yourself. You one. have no friends in a dealership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These no, guys that will yeah. say, Oh, well, I'll take care of that customer for, oh, man, I really appreciate it. You know, I, I'm at the hospital with my yeah. family member. And then they take the deal. They took yeah. the deal. Well, I didn't know that. You said you'd help me. Well, I did help you. I got rid of your car. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. They oh, were geez. they were in need. I helped you. It was cutthroat. But it was all about- And there's selling. no such
0: thing as a day off. Because if you leave, you're not getting paid. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. And the that's hours
2: right. sucked. Yeah. Right? But it was, uh, what, some of the stuff we learned in sales was, you know, look at, know your customer. Know your audience, right? If there's a tennis racket in the back seat of the people that pulled up.
0: Oh, so you play tennis, me too? Yeah. Or my favorite. Oh, this <laughs> yeah, is one. I got one too. for you. Or I got one for you. You know, this is Sales 101. Where do you work? Well, I work at Blah, 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 Plan. I work there. My uncle. No, oh. I don't. Yeah. No, no, I <laughs> sell cars. My uncle. Oh, man, my uncle works there. My brother. You know, you know somebody. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like seven ways from you to get you connected to this guy. That's right. Yeah. And now it's
2: so different because what percentage of your customers actually go there before just to shop versus. They've already found what you have that you posted on Facebook or social media or TikTok, and they were like, "Oh, I've been looking for that 32 model, so I'm coming. I'm, I'm a well, woman see, like with that." Well, see, with with you, are I you would- just having to sell it as hard as you were on the on the front line, or so I don't sell on the front
0: line; everything's yeah. sold online, yeah. Yeah. virtually. Yeah, so that's that, it there yeah, first. So that's, that's my question. i, I an mean, Vers- appointment on my end
2: versus what it used to be at a standard dealership. Is the sale still that hard? Because you're in
0: a different see, market now. You're in a collector market. Yeah, see, that's well, the thing. We don't think, sell needs. We sell wants.
1: Yeah. And see, and I think for you too, you probably have a lot of return customers. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, he, I, I look at him as like like the lake property real estate guy who, who sells a house to somebody and then their friend refers them or, or sure. they, they want to sell this five years later, they come back to the same guy and sure. then they want to buy another one. So it's like this always revolving door of these custom, this customer base that you've built over the years. You know, I would think that when somebody's looking for something, that's bought something from you before, they they just hit you up. Hey, I'm looking for this. Can you find me, whatever? Or what you got? You know, or what hey, you got? Or what,
0: yeah, I want something fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: So you're a locator as well. So oh, if, yeah. I, if I'm looking for a, a good yeah. rat rod or a high end 32 Ford, whatever,
0: anything you want, you'll do, yeah. the, do find the work and make it happen. Yeah.
2: yeah. Now, I did see a, a a little square body that you that wasn't painted. Your rap guy wrapped it.
0: So that was uh, well. We did a couple. Um, we do the uh, the Desert Fox style stripes. Yeah, and Bodies. he's a
2: funny dude too.
0: Robert <laughs> Robert is a mess. So. so I did radio with Robert. Yeah, I yeah. Is he it. did was he there when I was there? Yes. So I, big guy. Is he the one that uh, does your helps you with filming and stuff too? He does. He does a little bit. Robert is a character. Robert has helped me with every facet of my life. He's been involved in it. He's Good friend. Great, he's a talented graphic designer. He's a great guy. That guy calls me every day. I talk to him for at least five minutes. Mm. It's like when I was out in Texas filming. He said, "Dude, you know what? I can't sleep at night because I'm so excited about what you're
1: doing." What you're doing? Does like, he have his own? Does he have his own show?
0: No.
2: He is supportive of your success. Is, we yeah, talk about that yeah. all the
0: time, and the stories and the thing that you will never hear on a podcast. But he's just—he's that guy. He's funny. He's had, Robert has seen me hugging a toilet, dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's picked me up and carried me, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. stuff to the, you know, being at SEMA for the first time, representing different companies, you know, the YouTube stuff, the radio show, you know, doing the events. Every step yeah. of it. And he said, I've watched all this unfold. This a good,
2: And he's talented. His raps were just like,
0: oh, I yeah. thought it was sprayed on. Well, and that, and that's this thing and, it, and, just it, and the thing that's cool is it saves time with us mm-hmm. um, it, it was kind of fun. we were filming the TV show and we were joking around and of course speaking of the used car stigma and all this gets tied in together so Robert designed my logo um, it was really funny I wanted something kind of an old school throwback you know I said I want that 60s used car dealer vibe you know, yeah. you know the, the name Rabbit's used car just looks like a bad car lot so I love it you know yeah, <laughs> and so he comes up with his first design—a bad car lot—and he goes, you know, like a tote the note car lot. Anyway, yep. so I mean, you know what I'm saying? They buy t- here, pay here. That does t- title loans and pawns in the back and pawns in the back. But you know what I'm saying? We yeah. buy gold. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, you wanted a sign that spins on the stick on the thing.
0: No re oh, yeah. Boot. It sells boot bootleg designer bags. Yes, you know, but um. But anyway, so, but Robert, I told him, so I want that vibe. I want that 60s, like, Earl Shy, cheesy-looking 60s vibe, just, you know, whatever. And uh, so, anyway, he goes, and he comes up with this, and the very first logo he had has, had a cartoon rabbit on it, kind of his spin of the tricks rabbit a little bit. And I'm like, he said, what do you think? And he says, yeah, it's all right. I, I mean, I like it, but it's, it's not really you're touching me in the right spot. And he goes, and I got this one. And it's the logo with my face on it the cartoon, my yeah. cartoon face smiling. i said Cold. you like it don't you it. he said i know you would yeah that's, that's the thing he said
1: he set you up with the first one
0: yeah yeah and uh he's a little prima don of course you like it yeah you know? yeah so did yeah. i see a guy off of chips eric eric estrada mm-hmm. did i see you with him so no that's actually a good friend of mine uh, he was actually uh, one of the producers on the tv show and his name is paco he just looks like Eric Estrada. Isn't, isn't, isn't Eric Estrada's
1: name on the show Paco?
0: No, it's Ponch. 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 Poncho. Yeah. Pon- Poncho. Poncho. No, Poncharello. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 So
2: I just read the caption and saw the picture. I was like, oh, that's Eric Estrada. <laughs> he
0: Strada. looks like Eric Estrada. <laughs> no doubt. So when we were filming, we were walking around. i never forget, we were filming in a cemetery that was haunted. And that's a story for another time. But anyway, they had a security guard in the cemetery. And so me and Paco were walking around. And you know we got cameras and all this stuff. You don't necessarily want to say what you're doing. Yeah. So the security guard walks up and Paco's standing there, and I said, you know, Paco's standing there. He's playing on his phone. He's got papers in his hand, so he looks important and he looks like Eric Estrada. So he goes, and the security guard's there, and he goes, "What are you guys doing?" I said, "We're filming a new show for Netflix called Top Cops with Eric Estrada." <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm just the big voice. Got Top Cops live on location, and he goes. He goes really, yeah, and I said, "I tell you what, if you let us in here and film right quick, I mean, we could probably keep, get you in, get you interviewed. I mean, no. I'll, I I said, you I'll be honest with you, you've always been a security officer to me, not a guard." And I said, "I respect your position, sir." Again, salesman. Yeah. This guy literally gave us the key to the cemetery. You know what I'm saying? He's like, "Yo, guys, have fun." That is and, great. And, and that's, that's TV's Eric Estrada. Yeah, we're filming Top Cat. Took, took
1: some pictures on the way out with Poncho yeah. Punch. Punch.
0: He's probably got it on his Facebook. I yeah. met Punch from Chips. Yeah, that's yep. fantastic. That's nice. He tagged Eric Estrada, and he's like, "That's not me." That's awesome. <laughs> this has been so much fun.
2: Yeah, it's good. Right? One. I wanna I wanna bring you back, and I really wanna dig into sales. Like, I love Make, your stories. Yeah. I mean, but from 16 to where you are now, I'm, every aspect of your life has been relationships, networking, and sales.
0: Yep. And I'll be honest with you, it's key to any
2: business. It's the Hands key down. period. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. All the time. And I love the fact, like, my gold nugget today was, what was the guy's name that does your raps? Robert. We call him Odd Rod. So Robert, I lo- my gold nugget was Robert... Um. Enjoys my successes as well. Yeah. And we talk about that so much. Yep. It's so important. Like, I, I hit Kyle up all the time. He says, oh, I got so many million views. I'm, Dude, that
0: is awesome. Hang around those folks that celebrate your wins. Those guys will be. There's a difference. You know, you got guys, people in your life that are there riding your coattails. And sometimes I feel like I'm dragging half a Greenville County behind me. No question. But then you got guys that I could call Pet at, at any time. Yep. And that guy would talk to me about a girlfriend issue to, mm-hmm. you know, a, a graphic design to a car to whatever. And some of the things we've joked about and the, the stories with them is phenomenal. It's yeah. just good friends like that. You don't, you don't, I get, I, I keep it that. up, man. Yep. Like, keep it up. Rap, this has been fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. I love it. Thank good you for to having you. me. This has
2: been fun. We look forward, yeah, uh, while on break, Kyle and I were talking, we may just go take this mobile and go to your shop and come on down do we got a, a podcast, podcast set
0: up there in the building we, oh, we just is, hit the button borrow his
2: that's it that's <laughs> even
0: that. so let everybody know where they can find your youtube yeah so uh I'll be honest we help on youtube type in Rob Pitts, rabbit shoes cars um it's probably the easiest way so listen if
1: you liked his stories here go, go to his YouTube. channel that is that's all you're gonna hear is he has a story for every car he buys which is cool because I think they all have their own personality. They, well, yeah. they
0: do. That's the beauty of old cars; they have a story. They, right. They've they've lived a life, you know. I mean, you know, just like you know, every pre sixty nine car sale. I mean, you got to think about it. this thing was turning heads before they put a man on the moon. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, that's my one of my favorite. That's pretty, pretty slick. Movie. That is that cool. Is pretty. Slick. <laughs> that's a good
1: sales pitch, brother. Really.
0: So anyway, YouTube channel. Yes, Rob Pitts Rabbit Shoes Cars. Um, Instagram, Rob Pitts, literally on Instagram and um, TikTok. Rabbits use cars on TikTok like TikTok. Got it. I was all I was joking around with the guy. He said, TikTok. I said, No, it sweeps. It's a Rolex. Yeah. I heard. I yeah. could see you killed on TikTok. It's doing, I don't play with it that much. I, I, I don't, if I don't you did, on, but I did a little bit. If and you like, did, like, I think you could we're kill we're it. jumping up there a little bit. Yeah. But um, I had a tagline from YouTube that they're using. It's been like shared like 40 million times on there already. I bought a Rusty Wallace stock car. Yeah. And um is that and the that, one
1: you're gonna do that race with or something? that's a whole other story yeah. for another time. So we
0: got that's, to have him back. that's a good sit-down there. That's a hilarious one. And um so anyway, we got this, and I did the Vin video on it, and I'm sitting there with Ed, and I hate race cars. I hate racing. Racing is downhill business, you know. And we talked about that with
1: Rhea. Exactly,
0: oh, yeah. no doubt. Like yeah. like, no like, doubt. like you know what I'm saying. Like I like literally, if my son told me he you know he was gonna want to drive a race car, I would slap him. You know, just stop, you know. I would rather him come in and tell me that he's going to take up the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, much rather. It's like my dad told me. He said, Son, he said, if I see you with a wrench in your hand, I will smack you in your mouth. Yeah, I heard that. But, if it don't
1: roll, say no.
0: Exactly. You know, and it's like I tell people all the time, you know, you go to race racetrack, blow your car up or wreck it or whatever. I said, I've been to a lot of car shows. I ain't never tore up a car yet, right. you know? That's right. And I could sell it and make money off of it. That's the mm-hmm. best deal going. But, but you know, so I bought this Rusty Wallace stock car out of a guy's garage in Oneida, Tennessee. And it's a, Miller Genuine Draft stock car. And, you know, I just bought it because hell I could. It was just something different. Mm -hmm. Who else got one? That's right. And it's sitting there, this Miller Genuine Draft stock car. And and I said, I said you know, what in the hell am I doing? It's like, God help me, I got a race car. And that clip of that one line, they sell shirts on Amazon. Somebody's put that on shirts, and they're selling them on Amazon now.
1: That that tagline?
0: Yeah, God help me, I got a race car. That's exactly what Rusty Wallace said every time I got in it. (laughs) Yeah, we actually had Rusty comment on that That's and well, even the, the race list. stuff too yeah. and that was hilarious I was a Rusty Wallace fan
2: not gonna lie well I got my eye on a Dale car so. <laughs>
0: yeah, we can't wait to hear
2: about yeah. it Rabbit. this has been fun
0: love it guys thank you for having me yeah, appreciate bet. you
2: coming Kyle so uh, let us let them know where we, they can find us on the social as
1: well South CAC South CAC pod on Instagram YouTube to search South CAC pod or South CAC syndicate podcast you yeah. can find us there We're uh, kind of behind on YouTube, Mm -hmm. trying to catch up on the content. And then, obviously, you can stream this anywhere you're listening to it if you're watching this on YouTube. That's right. All right, guys. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Rabbit.
2: Love it. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right. Somebody come. Get me. We need Uber. Come come on. Come come
1: pick me up. We need the bird scooters in a while.